Hola, are you a Latina or woman of color new to marketing and need tips for landing that first job? Or maybe you are a new business owner looking to implement new marketing strategies for your business. Or just looking for personal development tips to advance in your career? I am Vanessa Parra, your host, hospitality and travel marketer, and now your marketing bestie. I will be spilling the tea on everything I know on how to land that marketing job. I will share behind the scenes of being a Latina in marketing and shedding light on barriers and struggles people of color face, especially when you're the only one in a corporate setting. I will also touch on manifestation tips that have helped me attract my dream career slash life. But most importantly, I will be spotlighting other influential Latinos and people of color marketers from our community. So grab your cafecito or drink of choice and let's listen in. Welcome to Influence with Cultura podcast. Hi there and welcome to my very first episode. I am so excited to have you listening in on this brand new podcast. This has been a long time in the making. I'm obsessed with podcasts and I always dreamed of having my own podcast someday, but I never felt um, qualified or never felt like it was the right time to launch a podcast. But after many years of wishing to have a podcast and seeing other people create podcasts and again, just really indulging in different podcasts, I realized, you know what? I'm going to do one myself. And I'm hoping that this podcast uh, will benefit other uh, Latinas, Latinos, people of color, um, because I will be sharing with you some of my uh, struggles, my background, and the future of this podcast and where I would like to see it in the long term. So um, I'm trying my best to not make this podcast episode too long. However, I feel by sharing with you my background, you'll have a better understanding of who I am and what I stand for and why I'm creating this podcast. So let's jump on in. For those that don't know me, my name is Vanessa Parra, and I am a first-generation Mexican-American, and I live in Salinas, California with my husband and daughter. She's seven years old. Um, but I know, again, I'm going to try my best to not make this story too long, but I really need you to understand my background and where I came from, so I'm going to start from the very beginning. My parents uh, are Mexican immigrants, and they're from different parts of Mexico. My mom is from Zacatecas, and my dad's from Yucatan. They met in San Jose, California. That's where I was born. But we moved to the Central Valley for a better life and to be able to purchase a house. Because as you all know, the Bay Area is very expensive. But back then, um, even though it might not have been as expensive as now, my parents, again, being uh, a lower middle class family, couldn't really afford a big home or just a home 
in general. We were living in an apartment. I have a younger brother who is three and a half years younger than me. His name is Manuel, and someday he'll be on my podcast where I will be interviewing him. I'm very proud of him. He's the first in our family to become a lawyer. And again, um, I'll talk more about him on another episode. But anyhow, um, again, we moved to the Central Valley, and I was raised the majority of my life in uh, Visalia, California, which is like an hour south of Fresno, California. It's a small town. Um, it, it, it was a lot more agricultural than the Bay Area. However, I was so young. I was probably like six and a half, seven years old that it wasn't a big deal to me because that's all I've ever known growing up. Uh, but at least we had a house and I had my own room, which I know I was really blessed because I have friends and family that have sisters, brothers, and they share rooms. And luckily, I had my own room. So again, I wasn't poor in the sense where I always had food. I um, had clothes. My parents always did the best that they could. However, they did live paycheck to paycheck. And because of that, um, I understood how difficult things were. I understood the sacrifices my parents would do for us to survive. And um, my mother always, always instilled in my brother and I to do well in school and go to college. We didn't know how. She didn't know how because obviously, again, she never graduated from high school, didn't have a degree, nor did my uh, my dad. But my mom, that was her goal when she came to the United States was that when she had her kids, she was going to put them through college. She didn't know how, but she was going to make it happen. And honestly, she has. Like, she she sacrificed a lot. She's done so much. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sentimental already. Um, she's done a lot for us. A lot. And I'm very blessed and proud to be her daughter. Um, so I'm really glad that she did everything that she could to get us um, to college. So a little bit about me. Um, growing up, I don't know how I would describe myself because I am kind of introverted, but not really. I don't know if that makes sense. Where I like being alone. I'm a loner. I'm not going to lie about that. However, I've never been the type to be shy when I have to give like speeches or be in large group of people. I'm fine, even though inside maybe, well, not so much now, but when I was younger, I might have been scared or had anxiety, but my mom always pushed me to stand out, to hold my head up high, to have a presence in the room, to demand a presence in the room for people to notice me. So that's something I am really proud of, that my mom really instilled confidence in me. And that's something that I would love to do with my daughter and I try my best. Uh, So again, growing up, I did really well in school. um, But I did grow up in a pretty bad neighborhood in Visalia. But it it, it was kind of difficult because I did really well in school, but yet I was cool with the kids that maybe weren't doing well in school, if that makes sense. 
Uh, like, my friends weren't gangsters or anything, but I was very social. I got along with everyone. Um, but I guess you would say my friends were more on the, not geeky side, but we were more about academics. Um, I was in drama. I was in school plays. Growing up, I really wanted to be an actress and be in telenovelas, you know, be like Teresa and that kind of stuff. But my parents, especially my mom, always gave me a reality check. And she's like, "Uh, no, young lady, you're going to college and you're going to get a degree and you're going to have a career and you're going to be successful. And if once you're 18 and you do all that, if you want to be an actress, then I guess. But um, so I was really involved and I always wondered what would have happened if I would have been like in a telenovela. That would have been awesome, right? But anyways, um, now I'm rambling. I apologize about that. But again, in school, I just want you to know that I was all about my grades, doing well, because the end goal was to go to college. Okay. But then my senior year of high school, my parents got divorced And I'm not going to lie, it was a struggle for my brother and I, but a part of me was relieved, which sounds crazy, I know, but I just grew up in a household where my parents constantly argued and it was just, it was, it was pretty bad. So when they got divorced, honestly, like I was happy, I was relieved, but at the same time I was going through my own internal growth slash challenges because I was getting ready to apply to colleges. I did really, like I mentioned, I did really well in school. Um, I had two jobs. I had all AP courses. And I think that's the way I handle stress is just by keeping myself busy, which is not always a good thing because I can be a workaholic. I know that. Um, But I guess that was my way of coping with this situation. Um, But by my parents getting divorced, it also made me go see things differently um, in the sense where my mom became a single mom. And again, my mom did not make that much money growing up. Uh, She was a housekeeper. She worked at a warehouse, so she did not make that much money. And I'm not saying my dad wasn't in the picture because he was, but he wasn't as present as my mom. My mom was the, I guess... Mother and father figure, and my mom, if you ever, well, you probably won't meet her, but let's just say she's an alpha mom, and I think that's why I am the way that I am, because she's an alpha type of woman where she's struggled a lot, and so she had to be strong and just figure it out, Um, and you'll understand more about this specific incident in other episodes because we faced a lot of money issues Um, that I really don't want to discuss in this episode, but just so you can better understand like everything I went through. Now, fast forward, I got into college. I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Um, I was so excited because that was my dream school and I got in, which I was super shocked because a lot of students in my graduating class had better grades than me and they didn't get in. So I honestly didn't think I was going to get in. So the fact that I got in, I was really proud of that. However, uh, for Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, I don't know about now, but when I went to school, it was like 90% Caucasian. And then the rest were minorities. Um, I think 8% 8 were like Hispanic and then 
the other um, ethnicities. And so when I first went to that school, <clears throat> I was excited. But then I remember um, the first day when my mom dropped me off at the dorms. And I looked around and I realized um, I was like the only Hispanic in my dorm room. And what was even more weird about all this is that somehow I got stuck in the ag business building and I wasn't even studying ag. I was studying graphic communications. So that made it even worse (laughs) because I felt like I did not fit in in that dorm at all. Um, But again, I've been the type of person, I'm very friendly, I try to get along with people, so I did my best. But I'm not going to lie, it was a cultural shock, and I was not happy. To the point where, like, I was thinking, well, maybe I could just go to school for a semester, and then I can transfer to Fresno State to be closer to home. But then a part of me is like, no, I worked so hard to get here, like, I can't do that. But then I told myself, you know what, like, let's give it a shot. Well, I remember during WOW Week, which is uh, an acronym for Week of Welcome, there was an RA who would have like a group of students and they would show them around um, the school and the city. And if you've ever been to San Luis Obispo or Pismo, um, you'll know it's a beautiful beach town. And if you haven't, you definitely need to try it. And I have so many cool places that you should stop by and try out. But um, anyways, um, when that week happened, I realized or I saw some photos of a sorority and I had an idea of what sororities were all about, but not really. I mean, uh, growing up, I was I watched a lot of MTV, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But um, and then I would watch those reality TV shows because, you know, back then that was like the biggest thing when they first came out. And I would watch the ones about sorority life and stuff like that. So I always thought that was cool, and I always thought it would be cool to join a sorority, but I wasn't sure, like, if that was my thing. But once I saw that there was, like, a Latina-based sorority, like, it blew my mind. Like, I didn't even think that was <laughs> even possible. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, really? Wow. And so I joined a sorority. The sorority's name is Sigma Omega Nu, also known as the Sunnies. And we were the founding chapter, or are the founding chapter at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I joined it and honestly, I'm so happy that I joined it because I've created so many great friendships and bonds through that sorority. Um, True, it was a true sisterhood and I'm still in touch with many of those amazing ladies Um, and honestly just made my whole experience in college a lot better because I felt like I was part of a small community of people that understood me, that were going through the same struggles as me. And I'm not saying college is for everyone or it's the right route, but I'm just sharing my experience, my stories, what my sorority sisters and friends went through. Um, College was super hard, even though in high school I took AP classes, I did well. Like, it did not prepare me for college. And I think what made it worse was that Cal Poly is a quarter Uh, system so not even a semester so by like the third week of school you're already in midterms so college again was very difficult and then at the same time think about it at 18 years old how are you supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your life and so I decided to study graphic communications because originally my dream was to have my own um, magazine 
where I wanted to share the best of both worlds uh, where you're like a first generation Mexican-American and you could talk about what's trending in, you know, um, in Spanish as well as English because I know now it's normal, right? Like the fact that Bad Bunny is like mainstream now and Carol G and all that. Well, back then it wasn't like that, you know. I remember there were specific radio stations that would only play reggaeton or Spanish music and then English. And I felt like I always had a, what's the word, assimilate or I don't know how to explain it. Like I liked both worlds, but there wasn't one that meshed both. And so my goal was to have a magazine that would do that, that would represent people like me who liked both worlds, you know, and that shouldn't have to only choose one because, again, the beauty about living in the USA is that it's a melting pot and you should enjoy (laughs) your culture and the new culture that we're creating. And again, I think that's going to be a really good episode talking about that as well. Uh, But again, just because I don't want this episode to be too long, um, I just wanted to quickly share with you that that was my goal. But when I graduated um, in 2011, it was during the recession. It was so hard to find a job related to like publications or magazines. Honestly, the print industry was dying. And even now, probably even more because everything is online and digital. So right away, I needed to figure out how to pivot. And I always liked marketing. I took some marketing classes, business classes, um, because regardless, you need to know all that within graphic communications. So I figured, well, I would like to get a job in marketing. However, it was so hard for me to get a job in marketing. When I graduated, I went back home. At the time, my mom and my brother were living in Fresno, so I had to move back home. Um, And it was just so hard to get a job in marketing, especially because everyone would tell me, oh, sorry, you don't have experience. But even during college, when I tried to get internships, no one was hiring because literally there were no job fairs. And when there were job fairs, a lot of the booths, like companies were there and I'd ask, like, are you hiring? No. And in my mind, well, then why are you here? (laughs) And they pretty much said, you know, for brand awareness, but no, that they weren't hiring. Um, so immediately, I guess a part of me, I don't know if it's because of my mom or me, but I have like this hustle inside of me where I just started like sending resumes everywhere. I went to staffing agencies. I, I did everything that I could to get any job, right? Because I had just graduated and I just needed a job to get more experience. Because even though I worked in college, it was mostly like retail. Um, so I didn't really have office experience. So I, I knew I needed to get at least some office experience. So ironically, I um, went to a staffing agency hoping that they would help me find a job. And the recruiter said, you know what, we're actually hiring in this office, and I think you'd be a good fit. Let me forward your resume to our district manager. So fast forward, I got the job. So I've been really lucky that, let me knock on wood, with the exception of the pandemic, that I've never really been unemployed for a very long time. I had just graduated, and literally three weeks later, I got a job. 
It might not have been my dream job, but at least I got a job. And I knew so many people that had graduated that couldn't even get a job. So again, I felt very, very blessed. I got the job. um, And then, but I never gave up my dream of getting into marketing. But this job ultimately has helped me. So any job you get, you'll gain skills from it. And I got recruitment skills from this position because I was a recruiter. I got some HR experience, sales experience, because not only are you helping people find jobs, but you're also trying to sell the company to businesses to help them find employees. So it was also like a sales job. And then immediately within nine months, I was promoted to branch manager and I relocated to Salinas, California. And that's how I ended up in Salinas. Um, But anyways, um, I had a few jobs in between um, in HR, but mostly recruiting. But I finally got my foot in the door in marketing. And again, I'll do another episode on that experience. But I'm not going to lie. I think the fact that I was in recruiting and I was in HR, I really understood what employers are looking for. I interview really well. I tailor my resumes to what employers want to know or see. And I just know how to like pitch myself. Because even though, believe me, I was one of those people that sales scared me. (laughs) And I think it's because I'm such a people pleaser that I hate being rejected. But it's just part of life and part of sales. And what people don't realize is that when you're applying for a job, you're pretty much selling, you know, you're selling yourself, you're pitching yourself to get hired on by an employer. So you have to know how to show value and show how you're different from the competition and what's your unique strength. And that's something that I really want to help listeners on this um, podcast learn so they can get that marketing job. Um, and I with And then getting into marketing, I uh, started working in the hospitality industry. So my background in marketing is in hospitality and travel uh, because Monterey is literally like 20 minutes away from Salinas, California. And I don't know how familiar you are with the area, but Monterey is a very tourist location. We're next to the beach and I love the beach. And I think that's why I went to Cal Poly and I live in Salinas like I'm a beach girl for life. Like, I love the beach. Especially come from the Central Valley where there's no beaches. <laughs> I love the beach. So, um, I my whole background in marketing has been in hospitality and travel. And something that I know, noticed while trying to, you know, grow in my career or when I went to college is that I was always the only Latina on the executive team or sometimes even just the only woman on the team or the woman of color. So now things are changing and I do see a lot more Latinas in marketing. I see a lot of people in color in marketing, but back then there wasn't. And I wish I would have had a mentor back then that could have guided me. And because no matter what people say, yes, you can find a mentor that may have experience in your field But if they don't really come from the background that you came from, they're not going to understand. It's just different challenges and obstacles that you have to face than just 
a regular Caucasian person. I hate to say this, but it's the truth. Like they just don't understand like what you're facing. And I never had that. And ever since um, I've been in my career and I've been lucky enough to mentor different college students because either I am their boss or um, I just mentor interns. I always try my best to give them tips on how to get that first marketing job or how to succeed in their career. And because no one was there for me, I had to figure things out on my own. Or And I also invested in a lot of my own money in personal development and learning more, um, uh, sorry, on in softwares or technology or apps or whatever on my own because Yes, in college, you learn stuff, right? But remember, I went to school, first of all, because I wanted to get in the print industry and have my own magazine. And my career is so different. Now it's like all online. It's more like digital marketing, event marketing. So I didn't really learn that in school. I had to learn that on my own, uh, working. And so I had to figure things out on my own and... I honestly believe that's what helped me grow in my career. So the combination of investing in mentors, courses, memberships, as well as um, being in HR, recruiting, sales, like all that has really helped me figure out like a formula or a blueprint on how to get that job. And so this helps me in the sense where I'll transition into the goal of my podcast. Uh, So this is a marketing slash development uh, podcast specifically for Latinos and people of color. Anyone can listen, you know, to this podcast. I'm not saying that if you're not (laughs) any of these uh, different ethnicities that you can't listen in, you can. You definitely can. However, a lot of the episodes that I'll be talking about challenges or situations that I faced or people that come from similar backgrounds face, you might not relate to them. Uh, But again, you're more than welcome to listen. But I want to make this podcast like a teaching moment and a network because my plan is to share um, some experiences that I faced and how I overcame some struggles trying to get a job in marketing as a Latina and again the first in my family to have a corporate job as well as I plan to interview other marketers to help teach you different aspects about marketing because there isn't a a such thing as being an expert in everything. Yes I am knowledgeable but I would not consider myself an expert in every single thing within marketing. Marketing is so broad. And that's why I plan to interview different people in different segments of marketing to help you learn, especially if there's a certain area in marketing that you want to grow in, either in your career, or maybe you want to start your own side hustle or business, then I want this podcast to be a resource for you. So this is what I'm planning to do, and I'm hoping that we can create a community of people that just want to help one another, that can uh, refer one another as well. That way, when businesses are hiring, um, you can be top of mind 
Or if you have your own business and you want to hire someone, same thing, you know, be there as a resource um, and hire people. So sorry if my episode was too long, um, but I just really wanted you to understand like my background, where I came from and why I decided to create this podcast and where I envision it going and again, I, I really want to help you succeed in your career. Um, I want to be that resource for you. I really want to help you. P- people that know me, I just, all my life, I, I really enjoy helping people. But more, more than anything, I enjoy helping people of color just because I understand your struggles. I understand the sacrifices your parents went through, the things you are going through or went through. And I just want to be there for you. And at the same time, I just, I want it to be fun and I want you to feel like you're talking to your best friend. I'm your marketing bestie. Um, and yeah, so again, um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Subscribe so you can be um, notified when a next episode is uh, live and then also follow me on Instagram at the Latina Travel Marketer or on TikTok uh, just so you can see some behind the scenes and then just I want to share my journey of building this podcast and yeah well thank you again for listening in and I'll talk to you later bye Thank you so much for listening to another Influence with Cultura podcast episode. Want more? Head to influencewithcultura.com or go to my show notes to subscribe to my newsletter so you can be the first to know about any new programs and episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on IG at the Latina Travel Marketer so more kick-ass Latinas and women of color marketers can know about this podcast. If you are ready to up-level your marketing and social media career, I invite you to book a discovery call to see how I can best support you. Now remember, you are an asset to any organization and are ready to start that business. You got this. Talk to you next week.